good morning girls and assalamu alaikum so welcome to our second session on jane austen and empire which is an essay that was written by edward save in his 1993 book culture and imperialism so let me just recap you all what we went through in the next in the uh, in the last class so i told you an introduction a detailed intro about edward save a palestinian born a theorist a professor an exemplar of american multiculturalism he was born and brought up there he was influenced by uh, thinkers like uh, fanon and levi-strauss he calls himself a man who lived two separate lives because he had this american identity at the same time he was a critic of the american policies and some of his major works two of his most major works would be the 1978 orientalism and the 1993 book culture and imperialism orientalism is important in the sense that uh, it is considered the founding document or the founding statement of post colonial studies in a way edward say this considered the father of post colonial critical studies now culture and imperialism is another important work uh, which uh, Uh, which contains the essay that we are dealing with that is jane austen and empire and uh, basically in the book uh, he argues that uh, the 19th and 20th century uh, writers the british writers basically they were speaking for colonization or they were legitimizing colonialism as such so these were some of his major works we had to know next uh, i told you a short summary of a mansfield park by jane austen jane austen a very popular victorian writer now the mansfield park was uh, another great romance novel of jane austen and uh, it had a very happy ending a typical jane austen novel but it was different in the sense the protagonist or the main character fanny price was very portrayed as very simple and very down to earth uh, character uh, it has uh, the common drama of falling in love and marriage etc but the only difference was that she was born to a very poor impoverished home in portsmouth and from there her parents because uh, of the overburdened family or what can we say she had many siblings so they sent her to live with her aunt and uncle in mansfield park and her uncle is sir thomas bertram so what we are concerned with in the critical aspect of post colonial aspect or when we read the novel through a post colonial lens what said argues is that sir thomas bertram was uh, a plantation owner he had many slaves in antigua an island in west indies uh, and then uh, i told you about what comes in the essay the major points that you have to know um, that edward said puts forward in the essay main main perspectives on mansfield park colonial mode of life the interplay between rural and urban places and uh, antigua represents the colonies and mansfield park it represents the british empire sir thomas uh, is portrayed as an archetypal so sir thomas bertram is the archetypal good master exploiting the slaves at the same time he is using the profit he gets there to run his country side mansion so uh, saying this kind of criticizing how mansfield park is the western's cultural uh, you know 
how they are portraying uh, materialism, uh, how they are portraying slavery and the benefits of slavery in a very casual way, like it's, uh, you know, very normal kind of a thing. So uh, Jane Austen, through the novel, she is also giving such an uh, outlook. That is what Edward Said is arguing. And then uh, we also saw how... Um, Austin has failed to mention or give focus to the estate of Mansfield Park. That is because she did not focus on the Mansfield. Uh, she did not focus on the plantation there. Uh, she was focusing on the lives of the characters who were living in Mansfield Park, and uh, the life actually in Mansfield Park is made possible only through the slave labor in Antigua. And uh, the important instance that you have to know of that with that line, we had actually come to the end of last class. And that was uh, how Fanny is asking Sir Thomas uh, about uh, her uncle. She's asking her uncle about the slave trade. And there was a dead silence. So it shows how both the worlds are not connected. So uh, today's class will be moving forward. A few more points from the essay. And then I'll be telling you about the criticisms that were leveled against Edward Said and his essay. Okay, girls, so continuing, we have a few more points from the essay. So Edward Said, he, are, he says that uh, he actually uses another writer's uh, essay here. That is the essay, The Country and the City by Raymond Williams, in which basically Raymond Williams is trying to show the interplay between the rural and urban places, how from the rural places the benefit actually is used for the uh, advancement of the urban places. So it actually shows the relationship between England and her colonies. So Edward Said basically argues throughout his essay using Raymond Williams' work, The Country and the City. You have to note the name of the work here. Uh, he appreciates uh, Austen's portrayal of uh, British life and he says that she has portrayed it beautifully, giving uh, the right emphasis to all the factors. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Edward Said argues that readers must be aware of the political implications of the British life. Uh, another comparison we find here, earlier last class I told you how Antigua represents, uh, what can we say, the colon col colonies and Mansfield Park represents the British Empire. Now Said is putting forth another argument that Antigua is a bit like Fanny's native Portsmouth. Because uh, Portsmouth being like Antigua, it has uh, provided the manners or Mansfield Park with uh, what can we say, Fanny's service. Fanny's service. So Fanny as a product of Portsmouth, she has been, uh, you know, uh, moved or shifted to Mansfield Park where they are getting the benefits of Fanny's service. So Antigua is a bit like Fanny's Portsmouth because um, Antigua provides uh, Mansfield Park with material goods. We all know that. We told in the last class how Antigua is giving the benefits, the material goods, the profits with which Mansfield Park is run. Uh, and these goods along with Fanny's service. Now Fanny's service is provided from Fanny who is a product of Portsmouth. So both of these are needed to maintain the lifestyle and the values of Mansfield Park. Now uh, we have the, what can we say, um, the British values. Uh, we see that British values could be disregarded abroad. That is, outside of Mansfield Park, 
they don't need to keep up these values within the mansfield park or within their house they have these values of you know being good and all but outside when they go to the plantation or when they go to the uh, go to antigua there they have they are practicing all sorts of exploitation so in order for these values to flourish in mansfield park they are disregarding these values of goodness outside mansfield park that is in the plantation okay so that is what happened with the british colonial rule also the britishers as such they always they thought they were such good people they were bringing civilization like we have in joseph conrad's heart of darkness the implication that the britishers came to india with the sole purpose of uh, no the britishers in heart of darkness it is uh, britishers coming to congo uh, congo uh, the place in africa the uh, you know very uh, uncivilized uh, barbaric people and how the britishers are coming there to civilize them to make them better individuals so they are portraying themselves as being very good and all so they have these values but when it comes to the uh, colony or it when comes to the place there they are actually looting them they are actually exploiting them they are actually you know taking away taking back what all they can from this homeland uh, from this colonies like uh, when the britishers came to india they took back all these wealth they took back uh, what can we say all the material wealth uh, mineral wealth we had the spices we had they even took our kohinoor so you can imagine the extent to which they had actually looted us uh, and uh, they were you know portraying themselves to be coming here to civilize and to make uh, india better country a developed country india was very underdeveloped so india had to be developed they were trying to bring india uh, back to development etc etc so these british values actually are disregarded when it comes to this exploitation and looting uh so that is what uh, is uh, signified in that last point i'll read it again the british values could be disregarded abroad that is in the colonies this was necessary to the exploitation to exploit as uh, to exploit a colony they had to disregard these values which in turn made the flourishing of those values possible in their homeland okay so uh, these are all some of the major points that are focused in the essay uh and now uh, next we have the criticisms criticisms that were leveled uh against edward said and his work the the first and foremost criticism we have by many other critics was that said is basically you know he is uh, uh in the foundation of his argument itself is raymond williams book the country and the city actually um, many people have analyzed it and they are saying that uh, the country and the city is a very uh, you know it actually analyzes uh, british 16th century england so it's a bit outdated and it's no longer accurate it's not very true what is said in the book so when you uh, base all your arguments on one text like that it has to be up to date correct so that is one argument that is based against his argument that raymond williams book the country and the city is a bit outdated and it's no longer very accurate that is not how british values or british uh, urban and uh, rural life is uh, portrayed etc etc now the second uh, point is that about the novel 
Mansfield Park. We have Fanny asking her uncle Sir Thomas Bertram about slave trade and the dead silence that follows. Now, Said's argument was that this dead silence was because it was a taboo subject. It was not to be spoken about. It was something everyone had to keep uh, silent about. Okay, girls. So, moving on to the criticisms, we have a uh, a few criticisms that were like leveled leveled against Edward Said and his work, uh, Jane Austen and Empire. The first and foremost uh, criticism we had uh, that was leveled against Edward Said was based on his argument on uh, Williams uh, was uh, was uh, based on the fact that Edward Said has ba had founded his complete argument based on Raymond Williams' book The Country and the Sa City in which they show the interplay between the urban and rural places. Now the argument here is that uh, The Country and the City was actually a work which analyzes 16th century England so to speak. So it is a bit outdated and it's no longer accurate in the sense uh, when you analyze 16th century England, the concept then and the concept now is quite different, right? So, uh, when Edward Said is basing his complete argument on this, the text, the country and the city, it analyzes 16th century England. So, that is not how actually England is, uh, you know, truly hanging up its uh, political and economical systems. The interplay between rural and urban places is not like that right now, uh, right now in the sense when Said had written his essay. So, uh, the, when you base your argument on something or when you uh, use some tool, for when in theory you say you use a tool to analyze something, when you use a tool, it has to be up to date. It has to be, you know, accurate. But Raymond Williams' text, the country and the city is a bit outdated. So, it's no longer accurate and cannot be uh, used here. So, that is the first criticism that was leveled against Edward Said. Now, the second uh, criticism we have that is leveled against Edward Said is that... Uh, you remember the novel uh, Mansfield Park in which uh, I spoke of uh, the instance when uh, Fanny asks uh, Sir Thomas Bertram about slave trade and a dead silence that follows. So, Said had based his argument on that one incident in the novel saying that dead silence indicates that the slave trade is something that should not be spoken about. It's a very taboo subject. It's a hush-hush uh, thing to talk about. It, sh it is something that is suppressed. You know, they are trying to hide the colonial discourse, etc. Uh, but uh, some critics argue that the silence could also show a guilty conscience. See, a guilty conscience on the side of uh, Sir Thomas Bertram that he knew what was happening was wrong. So, it should not be treated very lightly. It is not something that you discuss with a teenager. So, Fanny is only a girl staying in his house. So, when Fanny is asking him about very serious matters, there's no need to discuss it because it's something that needs a very important, uh, you know, analysis and it's something that, uh, you know, he is very guilty about. So, that is another interpretation for that dead silence. So, it's not like Said had argued. So, that is the second criticism that is leveled against Edward Said. Uh, now, the third uh, criticism we have is that the characters that are indifferent to slavery are portrayed as ridiculous and dislikable. Said fails to grasp this concept or this thing that uh, Jane Austen has used. Uh, so, in the novel, we have when Fanny is asking about the slave trade, we have the other characters who are very indifferent to slavery, the other cousins who are very 
casual about it they think it's not such a big issue so such characters are portrayed as you know what can we say antagonist or a, a very ridiculous or a very bad person there so jane austen has purposefully used that uh, technique to show how she does not like or how she disapproves of slavery but this thing is has been uh, said uh, edward said has failed to grasp this concept he has not analyzed this or he has not spoken about this concept in his essay now the last thing you have to know is that uh, Said has been criticized for overlooking the gender dimension of colonial writing. It's a very important aspect here. Uh, that is, uh, women as such were in the forefront in abolitionist campaigns. So, in the novel also, you have uh, Fanny being a very strong uh, girl uh, questioning uh, her uncle about the slave trade. So, Said has overlooked all these concepts. he has spoken of the dead silence but he has not spoken of the fact that fanny as a girl she was the one who asked about the slave trade to her uncle so the gender dimension how the uh, female characters or the how the uh, concept of gender is important there in colonial writing in the sense that uh, women were basically in the forefront of abolitionist campaign abolitionist means abolishing abolitioning of uh, slavery like jane austen was also as a writer as an author she was in the forefront of abolitionist campaigns so all these factors were overlooked by said because uh, and he has been criticized for that so you know when you analyze a concept or when you analyze a work you have to look at it from all angles so this is one angle that uh, said had not looked so he has basically overlooked this gender dimension this significance of the female characters and jane austen as a female author uh, fanny's concern for the slave trade is one such example so it actually mirrors the author's concern it actually shows the author's concern is shown through the main character fanny Uh, so thank you girls so this is all we have on uh, jane austen and empire i hope this was a fruitful session i hope you could all understand it very well uh, so some major points about the author some major things to know about the novel some uh, important facts you have to know the you know points that are discussed in the uh, essay jane austen and empire and a few criticisms also you should not leave that out every essay might have some criticisms that were leveled against it so you have to look at it also so some of the criticisms that were le- leveled against edward said and his essay so uh, thank you all for your time and patience and uh, thank you girls